Ladies and gentlemen, 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 gentlemen you are now, 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 now listening to two, 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 the P13 Podcast. Yeah. Welcome back to the P13 Podcast. Another Tuesday and another informational podcast. With the exception of the last podcast, which is more... Well, it's still informational. There was info on there. There's info in there. Yeah. Still good. Just Snippet. nice little... Nice little... And some dad jokes, you know? That's right. That's info. That's true. That's very true. Oh, did you know the answer to our r- riddle on the board, actually? Somebody guessed, and they said... A crane. Oh, well done. Yeah. Who was that? Beck. Right on, Beck. Yeah. If For those who are wondering, the question was, what kind of animal do you think of when lifting weights? Yeah. Very appropriate for this podcast. This is true. Yeah. And for the gym. But yes, the other voice on the other end of this is the one, the only, the informational Han Solo. I'm trying to figure out all these monikers here. <laughs> The, the list uh, is getting pretty long. It is. The Adam Driver lookalike and the deep, soulful Jim Morrison-like voice of a one Mr. Is his voice deep and soulful? I think so. Really? Well, that song that we just listened to can yeah. be pretty deep. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, Jim Morrison-like voice, that's the one and only Mr. Thomas Conway. Hello. Hello. Golf claps, golf claps. Yes. Uh, but again, welcome back to another episode. If you want to continue the conversation of any of the episodes feel free to leave us a line on our instagram at project 13 gyms i think i got it right this time you did nailed it first try as always you're right (laughs) (laughs) but yes you can keep the conversation going let us know of how this podcast has helped you maybe it's inspired you to do a few things maybe it's inspired you to make some changes in life who knows let us know in there shoot us a dm you can leave us a line on a comment feel free to do what you need we also have our individual instagrams where you can do that as well we'll get to that at towards the end of the podcast but you will uh you can you can uh message us anytime we'll try to get back to you in a timely fashion am i right that is correct yeah how are you today doing well lots going on there is a lot going on got a big event tomorrow this you know. yes at the time of the recording. we're excited for yeah yeah what is that event would you that like is to the expand? uh fundraiser workout that we're hosting for dory what's up dory what's up dory and uh, Usher 1F syndrome. Yes. Yeah, so we're uh, raising money and hosting a special workout to build awareness for that. And the funds, of, co- of course, will go towards uh, research for a cure for Usher 1F. So yes. we're very happy to be supporting her in that. We've raised $7,500 thus far. Woo! Um, and I think we still got a little bit to go. So it'll be interesting to see what we end at. Our goal is 10K. So we'll mm-hmm. see if we get there. Still another. I think we can do it. Uh, just about under 24 hours yeah oh and as dory so uh, nicely put it a cure for usher 1f is not only a cure for usher 1f but a cure for multiple uh visual yes impairments that's correct yeah 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 because of the nature of usher 1f syndrome if they discover methods and and uh yeah things that they can apply to you know, cure the degenerative eye condition that is associated with it, then that applies to a lot of uh, visual visual uh, 
impairments i don't know if that's correct. uh i think so yeah it applies to a lot yeah. of a wide range of other visual impairments yeah i think yeah yeah you yeah. hit on the you can hit on the head yeah i try you did yeah okay you well, try it you try yeah. it and you do this which is, is why there's a gym this is this is true <laughs> we're gonna keep trying and doing we're gonna keep trying and doing we're doers over here we're doers we're also <laughs> thinkers though we're also thinkers which actually if you're talking about a system in which you can help provide a cure Ooh. it brings us into the system or i should say the topic of today which is systems yes this one more so in the health and fitness world which is a little bit more of what we have expertise on versus visual eye impairments systems what are they and how and how do you adjust your training? We know that training your body involves a lot of different factors, like we have talked about in this podcast. A few things come to the surface. What are the few things come to the surface, I should say? You know, we've talked about this goals, some barriers. Are you consistent? What's your diet like? Yada, yada, yada. Once you have a lot of those factors set, it requires you to dive into a system that will help you achieve those goals or behaviors. This is, again, more specifically to fitness and health. That can mean working on a six-week program like we do at Project 13 Gyms or setting up a routine to run uh, and have a system to set up three times a week or eat a certain amount of calories. Whatever that is, you have a system in which uh, you have a system set to help you reach your goals for the most part. Um, but like we have also said, fitness and health is very individualistic. You can have some commonalities amongst your individualism, and those things could be such as like a squat or a bench press, which is great because you can work alongside people to help achieve a specific goal. But what is more interesting is when you have something a little bit different. Maybe you have a, you're working with a dysfunction or if you're working with another branch of this tree that we call life. So... That's why we're here to discuss. <laughs> you are correct, sir. So what def- what does it mean to be in a system? So a system, as defined by Google, which is our dictionary that we use these days, is a set of principles or procedures according to which something is done. Also a organized or an organized framework or method. All right, and there's multiple different definitions depending on the area of application. So in mechanics, the definition of a system will be slightly different than a definition in like physiology or in fitness. But for what we're talking about today, I think that definition I just went through definitely applies. Also, systems are very hot right now. And what I mean by that is if you just scroll through your Instagram, the majority of what you see on fitness pages is a person like pushing their system mm. and trying to get you to buy into their system. Yes. There's also some variability in, I guess, how confined those systems are. There will be a lot of systems, quote unquote, that are really a combination of different methods that one person is trying to coach and and maybe they're not pushing it as a system right maybe they are pushing it as hey i'm just a coach that has had experience in these various systems and i pull some from each of them to provide you with a individual client experience which we'll talk more at the end i think that's ultimately the best way to do it 
But what we are really looking at today is, is systems and what they can do in terms of, I think, how people look at fitness and look at health, mm, right? Yes. So then there's also the differentiation. You talked a little bit about routine at the beginning, and I think it's important to differentiate between a system versus routine. Yeah. Like routine is you doing something in a routine can include elements of different systems, if that makes sense. That does make sense. Whereas like the system itself is kind of what we're focusing on. So today. it could be, for example, like someone you've taken through like a course or a, a system, I should say, course system. Could we use those interchangeably? Actually, yeah, I mean, I think it's question. like uh, systems usually offer courses. Ah, okay. So say we went through a system for, I guess, setting up your life to end up gaining 17 more hours in your day. And I were to take parts of that and add it into my routine. Is that what you're talking about? Is that, was, is that what you're referencing? Yeah, I mean, so that is an example in which you can pull things from it, but you may not do everything in that system to a T. Mm. But it's fine, yeah. It, it should more so be a focus on what elements of it resonate with you. Got it, got it. Yeah. That makes sense, that makes sense. Yeah. So then we're talking about this a little bit, and I mentioned like, you it, there's systems there that you can be successful correct but where can systems be problematic in my experience because one thing i have done is i'm constantly trying to learn and so i have dipped my toes in various systems you know i did Edo portal movement training for a while i did jim jones type training i did like heavily focused flexibility work did some flowability work I think in my experience, what I've found is that there are pieces that I picked up from each system that I find valuable for myself that either help keep me healthy or improve a certain fitness attribute or a certain skill. But what often happens when I dive deep into those systems is I start to lose some attributes that I gained from previous systems, mm. which depending on the person and what they're trying to do could be okay. Right. But I think for me, like, again, like I just mentioned, some of the concepts that I picked up from those systems that I've dabbled in have actually, aside from making me more fit or whatever, have actually helped in keeping me in keeping me healthy. As I've talked about before on this podcast, like I've experienced like recurrent low back pain from time to time. And there are periods where going through some of these systems, it got a lot better. And then going through other systems, it got worse. And so that's where I think, again, I need to, at times, take a step back and spend a little bit more time critically thinking about, okay, how is my body responding to these certain elements of these various systems? Mm -hmm. And again, that's where I think what I really should do is pull from each of them the things that have really spoken to me in terms of when I do them, how they make me feel and how my body responds to them. Ah, so like making it individualistic to your own, because I, if not mistaken, some of those can kind of put back you into a corner, am I right? Yeah, so if you, and this is, I've definitely had this experience, if you try to fully buy into a system, and it's a fine line, I would say, because I do think that 
while you need to be careful about how deep you go into various systems, I do think there is value in committing yourself to that mm -hmm. for a period of time to see what actually happens to your body. Because the other side of it is like, there are people that probably like do a system for a week or two and then like, this is dumb, it's not working. And then they go to another one for a week or two. It's dumb, it's not working. Then they, and it, that pattern just, um, it continues, doesn't, it right? It doesn't give you the opportunity to see anything exactly. out of it. Cause exactly. So time. there needs to be at least, you know, again, I did the Edo Portal movement stuff for 18 months. I did the Jim Jones stuff for probably two to three years. I did the heavy flexibility training for like the two years maybe. <laughs> and to me, that's enough time to really experience how your body is responding to it. But anything less than like, we'll say for example, six months, I think is like not enough. Cause aside from the physical changes that your body can go through, there's the learning experiences that are probably like more important mm -hmm. of what you're experiencing when you're doing these certain things. So again, it's a fine line between diving into it and diving deep into the concepts, but then also remaining critical at the mm -hmm. same time and not becoming blinded by what is being talked about in that system. Like that surface that level sense. item about that or? Well, or like, you know, if, if one system says to not do this, but you've done it in the past and felt good from it, whatever that is, but then you're exploring this new system and they're like, don't do that. And you're like, but wait, it made me feel good. And then you stop doing it and you don't feel as good, mm. right? To me, that's kind of like the old phrase of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you were doing something that really did make you feel good, try not to, again, if you explore other stuff, that's fine. If you start doing some of that other stuff and you're like, eh, I'm actually not feeling as good as I was when I incorporated X, mm -hmm. then listen to that instead of just being like, well, but the system that I'm doing right now says not to do X, right? That I think is the danger to sum that up. It can, it can uh, create a box that confines the way that people think, ah. right? You become closed off to other ideas and concepts. And ultimately it just builds a certain dogma in a person that something is bad, even though it may not be. And in some cases, like you've experienced this on your end personally is like your, the environment doesn't always associate maybe with some of the systems you might be working with, right? Yeah, the environment that we, that we live in on a daily basis is ever-changing, mm -hmm. as are we as a result of living in that ever-changing environment. I was actually listening to a great podcast today. Uh, a guy by the name of Austin Yoakum has a podcast. He hails from the land of 10,000 lakes. What's up? So he's a, he's a fellow soda boy. <laughs> He had a guest on, I forgot the guest name, but uh, they were talking about the impact of a changing environment on like your training and stuff like that. And the guy was talking about how even as much as like the light from the sun constantly changing throughout the day, impacting, I mean, we all know it impacts our circadian rhythm, mm -hmm. but I think we often think about it in pretty binary terms, meaning like day and night, ah. daytime, the light keeps you awake, nighttime the lack of light makes you tired. Um, <clears throat> but he was taking it a step further and talking about how the every second of the day, the light is 
being beaming on us from a different position oh. right because it's constantly the earth is constantly revolving around the sun so it's constantly changing oh, that makes sense. and that can constantly be creating change in us so and you're also not in the same place right all the time right so that's i mean that's kind of a deeper yeah. <laughs> discussion just that whole thing but also applies to like i mean every day the temperature is different right all throughout the day, the temperature changes. If you're going for a run, the environment is probably variable, right? You might be running on flat concrete for a period of time, and then you might be running on grass that has changes in pitch. Hmm. So our world doesn't op operate in an organized framework necessarily, like things come up and things change constantly. And so that's where if we're trying to create this very controlled system and train according to that very controlled system, it might not have the best application for us as people that live in a constantly ever-changing environment. And that's another thing, like the constantly changing piece, you're kind of forced to adapt and you, it's like you have to right. think on the fly. Right. And I feel like... and. You, we have these in the notes. You, you've put, you've laid it out so eloquently. <laughs> I try, <laughs> but like talking about critical thinking, and it's yes, it take it helps take away some of that right off the bat. But yeah. you kind of want to have some of that as you continue down that path. Am I? Would I be right in saying that? Absolutely. I think it's important for us to always hang on to our critically thinking capability. That's one of the things that has made us like the apex species on this planet um this planet on this planet <laughs> wah, wah, wah. um i was gonna do the x-files theme but i yeah. couldn't play do, it right do, in my head. Do, 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 do. Oh, okay see do, 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 do. i think started, that's about right i never watched that show but i just remember the theme i think that song. was right i think that was right but um, when you first started i thought it was gonna go to jeopardy for a moment yeah they're close <laughs> they're very similar you're either gonna talk about aliens or answer some trivia questions. Um, but yeah, so I think it's important that we always try to be thinking critically. Um, and so that's the other thing that systems can do is again, if you just devote yourself and submit to the system and the ideas of that system, um, I'm not saying you can't explore systems and still think critically, but it's again a fine line we talk about a lot of fine lines today it's a fine line because you can just be like oh they're saying this this is the way it has to be mm -hmm. right and to me that is not critically thinking yeah right because you're just taking somebody else's idea and believing it fully <laughs> people tend to do that yeah and like uh, there's going to be a point of time if you're delving into a system like you're not going to be thinking about it right away because you're you're not going to be doing the critical thinking aspect yeah because right you're away. trying to take in the information exactly right exactly. so yeah that's where i said you know that's where again it is a fine line it's mm -hmm. hard it's hard to yeah it's hard to manage sometimes and then the system sells yes so that's the other piece <laughs> that's of it the other part oftentimes of people that create a system and not always, but oftentimes it's easier to sell something when the belief is that that is the one way to do a certain thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, it's harder to, the other way to look at it, 
it's harder to sell people on a more abstract idea, which is like training based on you as an individual, mm -hmm. because you can't tell people exactly what to expect, right? Because yeah. that could change from day to day, month to month, year to year. It could change depending on life circumstances. For example, if you getting were pregnant. Get it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to say. Oh, if you sorry. go from, well, no, that's that was good timing. If you go from like not having a kid to having a kid, right? You're again back to the ever changing environment. Your body is going to be in a different state from no kid to kid, and I can attest to that 100. Mm -hmm. well, Love him, but he drives me. <laughs> you know, he just he just makes me tired. <laughs> But he's great. But it brings up the important piece, which is the individual. We yes. have to remember, like we said at the top of this podcast, fitness and health. It's very individualistic. We, there's commonalities, but again, you're going to have that individual aspect that you have to account for. Exactly. As a coach, regardless of what system you ascribe to, you know, because it probably, quite honestly, there's probably every coach ascribes to one or some systems to a certain degree some maybe fully buy into a specific system and then some maybe again take elements from systems but regardless of which one you ascribe to or pull from i think it's very important that we do focus on the individual as a coach and in my experience as we've coached people that's been what usually works the best because again as as well as us living in a complex environment complex changing environment we ourselves are complex and as dr chandler bowles said well, i guess maybe he's not doctor yet but um he's on his way <laughs> we are also ever adapting organisms yeah. right we are constantly adapting to the different stimuli that we are taking in on a daily basis and that includes physically physiologically but it also includes our thoughts, emotions, our psychology, and our beliefs about certain things, right? And we see this play out a lot in the gym and in you and I have both worked in rehab settings. We see that play out a lot there mm -hmm. where certain people have certain beliefs about certain movements and that they are bad. And that then will shape how they are, how, how they train. Like it's that uh, association factor with like, this yeah. is bad, so I shouldn't do this. Right. And, then, and it can then also impact things like pain response um, and things fear, like that. Fear, was it? Fear, fear avoidance fear behavior. Avoidance, yep. Yeah. You know, so, and fear avoidance behavior, you again, again, like I've dealt with the recurrent low back pain and I myself have had to confront that at times because like the first couple times I kind of tweaked my back, it was uh, flexion under load. Right. And so what I found is that my body actually responded better when I incorporated loaded flexion, as long as the intensity was managed. Mm. Right. Mm. And, and as well as like loaded side bending and extending and all that stuff, like that's all I have come to believe that that all has its place. Yeah. So, you know, we are very complex organisms and we have to keep that in mind. And we, we also have to understand that because of that, it's very unlikely that a system is going to work for everybody, mm -hmm. you know, and I even think this might've been in the Austin Yoakum podcast, uh, as well. But like he was talking about if there was a system what, that was the best for every human, like that would be the only thing we would do. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's an interesting way to think about it, but that would be like if we, we, would all, if we all knew thing. that everybody just needed to just for simplicity's sake, bench press, squat, and deadlift, like everybody would do that, yeah, right? Because at least in the fitness realm, because that would we would, would all know that that's the best thing. <laughs> but because that's not the way it works, and because we as individuals are different. That's why there are so many systems because there are some systems that work for some people really well. And there are other systems that work for other people really well. Right. And then there's the people that kind of fall in between. And another good example of this in terms of understanding how the individual component plays a part. And I've kind of used an example like this before on the podcast, but say you have two people with the same physical characteristics doing a max deadlift, but one person had a stressful breakup the night before and didn't sleep. And the other person slept eight to nine hours and is well rested. Do you think they're going to approach the session in the same way? Oh, no. I mean, I, as their coach, would tell them not to. Yeah, I would say, yo, person that like had a rough night, you can feel it out. But if you start ramping uh, up your deadlift or whatever, and you're just smoked, it's not there, save it for another day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas that person that's well rested go for it more than likely unless again something happens like you're hitting a max out yep you're maxing out but so they will both be in a different psychological state and emotional state and therefore that's why they should approach the session differently so then are all systems bad no they're not i know we've been shitting on systems pretty much the whole time (laughs) but they're not I think that I think that the better way to approach it is to approach it with an understanding that every system has something to offer. Mm-hmm. And there is no question again like I just mentioned a few moments ago that some systems work really well for some people, right? There's there's plenty 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 of anecdotal stories about people that experience pain that do something that gets them out of pain. Mm-hmm. We were actually just at Reboot Spa, right? which is a place here in SF that does cryo and uh, float tanks. And I have fire and ice, fire and ice. Yeah. Contrast. (laughs) Dude, we got to try that. We got to try that. I feel like it would just be like a comical, like, Oh, it'd be hilarious. Like three stooges just like running in a circle. Like, Oh, I'm in cold, hot, cold, hot. I mean, I'd love it. It'd be be hilarious. I'd be, Um, I'm down. We'll do it. And we'll post it to IG. (laughs) Um, shout out Reboot Spa. We have to wear speedos and do it. No, budgie smugglers. Do you know what this? No, no. It's an Australian thing. I roomed with some uh, some of my uh, Australian friends at a at a Jim Jones seminar. What's up, (laughs) fellas? We bought like a kiddie pool and put it in the backyard, and all of them would wear budgie smugglers, which are basically speedos. We'll get some of those. We'll order some on Amazon. Oh my god! But what I was saying is that. Like there was, I've, the guy that actually, I think is the creator of Reboot Spa did a podcast with Mark Bell and on it, he talked about like, that is the thing that seemed to really help with, he was experiencing some chronic pain or something. Mm -hmm. So that, that's like for him that works. Right. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of other people, it might work too. Right. Because we're, we're all very similar, but we're not the same. And I think that's an important distinction. And you know, training systems are no different, right? Like everybody is going to respond differently. So systems are not bad. I think, I think they can be very valuable in teaching people principles 
that they can use. But again, that also doesn't mean you have to use all of the principles. And it also doesn't mean that there aren't other things that are going to be good for you. So that's one thing to keep in mind as we talk about our systems all bad. No, they have their application. They have good information that they can provide. And, you know, all we can do is try to pull what we can from those to continue to provide the best service to the people that we work with. Mm, Much like we do at Project 13 Gems. Yeah. Shameless plug. Anyways. Check us out. (laughs) So then to sum up things here, what would you suggest to some of our listeners when approaching a system or starting a system? Yeah, I think it's more than okay to explore a system and I actually encourage people to do so. But it can be helpful to work with a coach that has had experience in the system, Mm. right? Someone that you can talk to about what you're experiencing in that moment because maybe they can help you troubleshoot some things that that you're going through. So that's the first thing. If you can find someone that has experienced it as well or before you, then they can provide some valuable insight. But I would say it's okay to explore systems, but always keep your critically thinking cap on and listen to how your body's responding because I think oftentimes we look to systems for answers Mm -hmm. and what we need to understand is that sometimes the answers may never come it's like success yes and that's okay but you know I I think that I think that through your exploration and your, yeah, having an explorative mind, you will eventually find the answers that work the best for you. But understand, it may come as a hybrid approach, so to speak, pulling from multiple systems. So listen to your body. Your body will always have the answer for you. And with that, avoid the bullshit. Avoid the bullshit. Thank you again for listening to the P13 podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This podcast was produced by Project 13 Gyms and a special thanks to Studio Pod Media for providing the studio space and additional production. Absolutely. You can find us on social media on Instagram at Project 13 Gyms. You can find myself at Kemifan, that is K-E-M-I-F-A-N. How about you, Thomas? Where can they find you on your social media? You can find me at Conway Bunga. That's C-O-N-W-A-Y-B-U-N-G-A. You can also check us out at project13gyms.com. And if you're in the SF area, come train with us at Project 13 Gyms in Lower Knob Hill.